Welcome back. We're talking about how to overcome our evil enemy, the devil, Satan, who wants to destroy us. Jesus called him the thief. The Bible calls him also the accuser of the believers, and he accuses us and tells us all kinds of things that aren't true. If we listen to him, and the Bible says resist him standing firm in the faith. This is in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9. And now when we resist the devil, you don't try to stand up yourself. You don't say, okay, devil, I'm going to take you on because you don't have a chance. He's going to defeat you before you take a step. He's going to wipe you out before it's all done. So what you have to do is you have to, you have to resist him by trusting in the Lord. And here's what Peter says, be alert and be sober of sober mind. Sober means self-controlled, under control, and be under Christ's control and be serious about it. Be alert, be watchful, be vigilant, be awake. And when you sense the pull to go in the wrong direction, when you sense the devil at work, then stand against him. How do you stand against him? The Bible says, here standing firm in the faith. Well, your faith is based on what? Christ died for you and paid the penalty of your sins and rose again. And so your faith is in him. And so when you stand firm, you, you stand in what Christ did and who Christ is. So say, you can say this, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I stand against you. The name of Jesus represents all that Jesus is. He's God, he's man, he's all-powerful. And you can say also, and in the blood of Christ, I stand against you. And the blood of Christ stands for all Christ has done on the cross when he paid the penalty for our sins and when he suffered for us and when he died for us. So when you resist him, you don't resist him in your strength. You resist him in God's strength. And he cannot overcome the Lord. Martin Luther used to say, I think it was Martin Luther, who he said, the devil would knock, knock on my door and I would send Jesus to the door. And Jesus would stand there and when he opened the door, he would say, sorry, wrong house. Because when Jesus is standing at the door, when Jesus is in control and we're trusting him, we can resist. And he said, because you know that believers throughout the world are undergoing the same kind of sufferings you are. In other words, he's saying, maybe the reason why you want to, to fall in line with the devil, maybe the reason why you want to give in to his temptations is because you're suffering so much. You say, what's the use? I've committed my life to Christ. I'm trying to do the right thing, and I'm suffering so much. But he said, just remember, all those other Christians are suffering too. They're trusting God. They're making it through. You can make it through, and God can use you in a special way. Then in verse 10, he, he moves on. He says, And the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. So the devil's going to be after all of us. He's going to tempt us. He's going to pull against us. We all may experience sufferings, but the God of all grace is going to be there. The God of all grace, the God who always gives us what we need and not what we deserved. This God who will never leave us nor forsake us will be there 
to make a difference in that time. He'll restore us. And that means if it, it's the word that's used to describe a fisherman mending his nets. He's restoring the net to their original purpose, to catch fish. It's the picture of a physician setting a broken bone in somebody's arm or leg. He's getting, he's getting that bone back to where it can function in that leg or arm like it should. So he's restoring us. He's putting back to our original purpose to fulfill that for which we were made. And then he says he will make you strong. And, of course, that, that idea, he will, he will give you strength you don't have. He will provide for you the ability that you don't have. And he makes you firm, which means that you can stand up. It means that you don't give in, which means that you don't fall away, which means that you don't let the devil have his way. And steadfast, which means you're looking straight for the future, trusting God, depending on him, walking with him, letting him have his way, showing forth his love and kindness and goodness and mercy in you. And as you do that, he'll provide for you. And then he throws in a little sentence of praise. Peter says, to him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Give God the glory. You know, I think if we would give God more glory and more praise, a lot of the things that bug us and bother us would just fall away because there's such power in praise. As we praise God, it helps us to appreciate him. It acknowledges him. It gives us awareness of him. It shows us how great he is, and it helps us to move past the mundane, the normal, the everyday little problems of life and see the bigger picture. And so today, begin a practice of every day praising him, glorifying him, honoring him, recognizing him, and it'll make a difference. Now, he closes out the book of 1 Peter with these words. With the help of Silas, whom I regard as a faithful brother, Silas is also the one that Paul took with him on a lot of his missionary journeys. And now he's helping Peter. I've written to you briefly, encouraging you and testifying that this is the true grace of God. I'm reminding you about how important this is. Stand fast in it, he says. Stand fast in the truth that you've been given. She who is in Babylon, chosen together with you, sends you her greetings. I don't know who that is. And, and so does my son, Mark. Mark, who came to be very close to Peter. And Peter, we believe, helped Mark in the writing of his gospel, if he, at least by all the things he told Mark about Jesus and all the things that Mark experienced through Peter. And then he says, greet one another with a kiss of love. And this is, was a special kiss on the cheek of affection that they practiced in that day, much like we have a handshake today. Peace to all of you who are in Christ, Peter says. I'm writing that you can have this peace, and I've written this book to encourage you, to help you, to give you that which you need to, to face the problems of life. Whatever your problems are today, friend, they're not too big for God. Whatever you feel like's going on and you feel hopeless and you feel like, you know, I, I just don't know what to do. Cast your anxiety on him because he's the one who cares for you. Don't forget that verse. Remember that verse. 
it will make a difference in you, especially if you practice. So do that today. Practice. God bless you. Have a great day.